welcome to The Friendly Unknown. I'm your host, Allison Felice. Join me as I talk to creative professionals from around the globe about their paths to becoming who they are today in order to help demystify the creative journey. Today I'm chatting with illustrator, designer, art director, and all-around amazing human being, Chrissy Abbott. Chrissy is one of my favorite creatives and a huge inspiration to me, so I was super excited to be able to speak with her and peer into her world just a little bit. We talk about Chrissy's creative journey to where she is now, our mutual love for personal growth and new age inspiration, how making personal work helps evolve her client work, how she struggled with money when she was starting out as a freelancer, which is a struggle most of us can relate to, I'm sure, how she recently created posters for the likes of Courtney Barnett and Tame Impala, and much more. We also dive into the topic of gratitude, a concept Chrissy was introduced to at an early age by her mom, and a tool she has used throughout her journey to keep things in perspective. I've personally been struggling with gratitude recently, so it was really nice to hear Chrissy's thoughts on this topic. It's a challenging time for all of us in one way or another, so I'm hoping this episode will leave you feeling a bit better about things. To find out more about Chrissy, you can follow her on Instagram at Chrissy Abbott, or find her online at chrissyabbott.com. Both of these links and a link to a list of videos Chrissy recommends can be found in the show notes of this episode. Chrissy is also preparing for her upcoming exhibit, Gamma, the Magical Frequency, at 101 Gallery in Nuremberg, Germany, opening on October 9th. Be sure to follow along with her to see what magic she's been conjuring up for this show. To stay up to date on all things The Friendly Unknown, You can follow me on Instagram at Allison Felice or visit thefriendlyunknown.com. Without further ado, here's my chat with Chrissy. Hey, Chrissy, thanks so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited to talk to you. You're like one of the people where I look at your work and I'm so envious. Like, it's just beautiful and I feel like we're sort of exploring similar topics and the way you can articulate things visually is like I it, yeah I'm just always blown away I feel the same about your work um completely but I think you're also really good at articulating how you express your visual work in words as well which I'm super in awe of um so yeah I'm such a huge fan of how you do everything communication wise Oh my gosh, thank you. Well, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm glad I'm talking to you. Like, this is really me exciting too. for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, can you maybe just talk a little bit about uh, what you're up to at the moment? Um, so at the moment, I'm working kind of, uh, I have a full-time job, which is sort of art direction, creative direction um, for a brand, kind of like sports style wear brand that um, I won't name, but um, I also am working on some personal stuff as well. I've got an art show coming up in October, so I'm kind of really enjoying getting back to um, making personal work as well. Yeah, personal work is the best, in my opinion. It really is. It's really like um, soul nourishing. It's almost like a weird form of um, therapy, I guess. Definitely. That's how it is for me too. And I think it's cool that you have a deadline too, because I feel like with personal work, yeah, um, it can kind of like just take whatever time 
you have and I think having some sort of structure around it is, mm. is good and knowing that it's still for an audience as well I guess is um it puts that other perspective onto it yeah too rather than being like oh I'm just gonna make this stuff and maybe I'll put it on Instagram or whatever it's like having an audience in mind in a physical sort of space makes me think about things slightly differently yeah I think that kind of um that kind of structure is really important. Like some, if you just have a blank canvas, sometimes it can be hard to mm. know yeah, what to make. Overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're afraid to make the first mark or yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of grounding to have that. Yeah. I definitely like procrastinated on it for a while. So <laughs> I was like, Oh God, the kind of idea of this is a little bit daunting to get back into it properly for a reason. But um, now I'm in the flow a little bit more. It feels pretty good. And do you describe uh, your personal work or like your freelance work as illustration or design or how do you? I mean, I, I, um, I never really know how to describe it. I guess illustration is probably the best representation. Um, but I feel like my work is sort of a weird hybrid of design, illustration, and I guess oh, in a way, I don't really know anymore. I feel like. I'm sort of this weird hybrid. I think hybrids um, are good. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, like not categorizing yourself too much and just kind of like doing what you enjoy. Mm, yeah, I think so too, because I think sometimes when you say you kind of give someone a category or introduce yourself as a certain thing, people have a preconceived idea in their mind of what that is, which I definitely did before I started out on this path yeah um but yeah I guess it's easier for people to put other people in boxes but it's maybe a good time to be a bit more fluid about things yeah and I think it helps like if you're at like Christmas right and your family Mm. (laughs) asks what you do it's like yeah nice to have an answer but it's also yeah it's hard to describe I think like yeah you just kind of need to show people isn't it and like with your family um I think they try and get it a bit. My granddad was always like, yeah, great. It's good that you're like earning money. And I'd send him like <laughs> things that I had done in magazines and stuff. And he'd be like, ah, oh, which bit did you do? I don't understand. <laughs> and uh, But that was kind of like nice as well. It was like really nice being able to send him things in print that sort of like explained a little bit of what I did. Yeah, I'm sure he was so proud like to have physical objects, you know, out in the world that you made. Um, yeah, he was pretty really a great supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, did you go to school for art or how did you start out? Yeah, I did. I went to, um, it's called the London College of Printing now. Uh, when I was there, well, no, it, when I was there, it was the London College of Printing. Now it's the London College of Communication. Um, ironically, I can't communicate that. Um, <laughs> which is part of the University of Arts. Um, so it's in South London, Um, So I did a foundation course in sort of art and graphic design and then went on to do a degree in graphic media design, um, which had an illustration pathway. So that was really helpful because it was quite a broad course um, to begin with. And then I realised that I was more kind of inclined to do illustration than layout, like trying to get my head around a grid at that age. I was like, oh. I can't do this but like printmaking and kind of more hands-on um making was 
sort of what I was drawn to. And were you um, in a creative environment when you were young or like how did you know to sort of like go that route for your foundational courses? It was just something that I I feel like I was never really that well suited to like the school system Mm. Um, in lots of ways. It was fine, but I didn't really enjoy anything apart from like art or creative things. Um, It just was the only thing that really resonated with me. Um, And my parents were, even though they didn't have creative jobs, they were pretty creative people, I guess. So my mum especially always encouraged me to do collages like she'd save old Christmas cards and bits and bobs of magazines and things so we would do that together from like a really young age so I think that definitely influenced my kind of life choices. Yeah that's really amazing um, because your work is very collage like collagey I don't know the word for it, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why I, I, yeah, I love that so much about your work you're like pulling in different elements uh, to create these visuals that's really wonderful. And so after you graduated, um, I'm just trying to kind of figure out the timeline because you mm. were in Australia recently, right? Like, so you yeah. grew up in the UK. And yeah, then... I grew up in like kind of a suburb of the south of London. And I mean, my course, sort of a bit of a background story is um, the course that I was on was a BA. And um, there was a year in industry as part of that. So you um, could apply or like you had to basically find like an internship for this year. And it could be one year in one place or like one year in lots of different places. So um, I luckily managed to score a spot in this agency called Zip, um, which is in London. Um, So I did a year kind of internship there and they ended up offering me a job at the end of it and like I said I didn't love the school system I also didn't super love being at university and like financially I found it quite hard Uh, the prospect of going back was always like a bit of a stressor for me because it was super expensive and like in my not to go into too much detail but like I was kind of struggling on that front. So the prospect of having a paid job where I actually learned loads whilst I was there was, um, it was kind of a no brainer. So I didn't go back and do my third year. Um, so I don't technically have a degree, mm. <laughs> but I, I went to university and in my mind, that's all I really needed. Yeah. Um, but I don't have like the paperwork. Yeah, no, I can completely agree. Actually, I studied abroad in London. No way. I stu- Where yeah. Are you? Yeah, I was at Uxbridge. So I was actually studying industrial ah, design. That's so cool. At, at the time. Um, but my true passion well, I was studying industrial design there, but my degree was in visual design. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I didn't want to leave England <laughs> after after the year was over. I loved it so much. So I got an internship at Design Bridge and oh, that's so a, cool. a studio there. And yeah. I learned so like I learned more in the first week just working there than I had like learned the whole like three years I had been studying. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly you learn when you're just actually working on projects for clients and they kind of exactly. throw in the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And um I think 
I don't know what your course was like, but um, there was a lot of theory-based exploration and sketchbook work that wasn't necessarily for anything. And like the grading system seemed quite abstract to me. So having the chance to work on real life projects was like a dream come true. Yeah, I totally agree. What like from there to where you are now, what kind of happened in your career? Um, so I feel like I thought I was a graphic designer um, and at Zip, um, the reason I kind of ended up at Zip was I was always really obsessed with like design for the music industry. Um, mm. That was my main inspiration and goal and kind of guiding light in terms of my career, I guess. Yeah. Um, so my friends got me for my 21st birthday, got me this book that was like almost a, a big, like super kind of conglomeration of all the best album artwork covers that have been done for the last year. And um, so I went through the directory at the back and I emailed pretty much everyone whose uh, work I liked. <laughs> that's genius. <laughs> so it was literally like, ah, oh, this is maybe how I can get through. Um, but the only people that replied was it, uh, right? The like letter Z last last of the list. But um, they were a small studio of um, probably nine people, and they were just so um, supportive and patient, and really taught me a lot. And um, my boss could see that I maybe wasn't like a natural like. Uh, finished art kind of um designer I wasn't necessarily an art director at that point but he could see that I was more inclined to kind of illustrate stuff so he would set me projects that really weren't for anything it was more like weird PR stuff um for the studio uh which was just really generous of him looking back and from there after that, I um, actually, during the same point, I started picking up like more illustrative um, freelance work to the point where I was like, you know, this is really where my heart lies. Um, so I should be really pursuing that rather than maybe taking up a spot in the team which could be used better <laughs> for someone else. Um, so I was there for like two and a half years and then I left and I went freelance. Um, so I would have been like 24, I guess. Mm, mm-hmm. And then the recession hit. That was like mm, 2008. Yeah, but yeah. Um, weirdly, I like um, got one of my biggest jobs around there from like a music client, which really helped. Um, yeah, it was like really liberating kind of, um, again, being thrown in at the deep end, sort of trying to do everything myself. Um, but it was exciting and challenging and just amazing to kind of feel that like level of freedom and to be able to kind of do what I wanted to be doing. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. Do you feel like you had sort of an established style at that point that you felt like comfortable, um, sort of like pitching to people? Um, I sort of had like a couple of styles in a way I had like a, a more hand-drawn style um and then I was sort of exploring illustrator at the same time and I think um I was still definitely trying to get to grips with like who I was as a illustrator or an artist or whatever it was still like 
including collage and it was a bit of a mixed bag if I'm honest uh looking back but I was getting there I guess yeah it it takes a while it does yeah and I think it's almost like how do you even know who you are as a person when you're like exactly. that age yeah I think it um your style really comes with like figuring out who you are and 24 is a tough age like I feel like we are all kind of trying to fit in at that point yeah for sure yeah, yeah. and it was sort of pre um pre-instagram and pre a lot of things um wow, like internet wise yeah exactly <laughs> like weirdly I got my first um proper commission through myspace oh no well I guess that makes sense because <laughs> music right and, well it was actually uh, for New York magazine and they were like oh your oh, website what? isn't working because I didn't know what I was doing and uh <laughs> luckily this person pursued and uh found me that's amazing wow yeah it's kind of mental isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah awkward I need to like figure out how to take that stuff down oh is your myspace still I'm, up? like worried that that still like exists somewhere <laughs> awful I kind of wish mine was still up like I'd love to look back on it it's probably cringeworthy though um. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like anything from that period of my life was probably pretty cringe oh yeah oh yeah so yeah so when did you uh start to pursue art direction like how long were you doing freelance and then how did that lead to doing art direction it sort of ended up being like I'm evolving into art direction I'd done a bit of it when I was working at Zip as well um but I wasn't that confident I guess in that respect I felt like I don't know kind of small in comparison like it can be a difficult environment to be an art director when you're like a young girl in a way um especially on set with a kind of arena that can be pretty male dominated so it wasn't something that felt like really comfortable to me early on but um, in my freelance um, work, it felt a bit more natural because I was working on some music clients and it was like, well, you need an image to go within the design. So it was like a natural evolution to kind of incorporate art direction and creative direction into that. Um, and it felt a bit nicer because it was like me from the start rather than me within a company. But there were still tricky points, but um, yeah, that's kind of how it started off. And then I just, you get into a groove, don't you, I guess, where um, the more you do something, the more you feel confident in that realm. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of went from there. Yeah, I found that too. Like sometimes you just kind of have to start doing the thing to get the confidence to do it. <laughs> to yeah, to do exactly. It. And like, it's yeah. quite easy to be your own biggest critic and like oh, you yeah. can imagine what like the worst case scenario what people are thinking about you or you take things the wrong way and stuff like I'm definitely guilty of that um yeah same <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's uh good to remember that you probably are your own worst critic you know like no mm. one else is going to be that hard on you um yeah exactly yeah. Um, so that kind of leads me into the topic I want to weave through this conversation, which is gratitude. And mm -hmm. I feel like um, gratitude is so important right now, just with everything that's going on in the world. And mm. it just feels like so much negativity weighing down on us. And um, it does seem like gratitude can kind of be the antidote to that, at least on an individual level. And mm. um, 
yeah, so I just kind of want to start weaving that through our conversation and see how that's shown up for you um, in this process of establishing your career and in your life. And um, what does gratitude mean to you? Yeah, I think like you hit the nail on the head. It's so important. I think everyone's like struggling in this kind of um, the current situation of everything really. And I think gratitude is something that is like super, super important to me. And like every day I try and think of at least a little list of things of the day, no matter how like mundane it is to be grateful for, because there are so many people with like worse struggles or like they're going through so much more that it's like oh well at least I can walk to that do you know what I mean it's kind of Mm -hmm. like if you boil it back down to like the real basics um when I was growing up especially I I kind of suffered with like a lot of anxiety um I was like super super shy and like maybe wasn't coping that well my mum got me this book called the happy book and every day she was like you have to write down 10 things that you feel like happy about or grateful for um Mm. so I think that as a basis um learning that from an early age really helped me um like obviously it's super easy to just like complain about things and I'm definitely still guilty of that now but I try and at least in my mind counteract it with like um a healthy balance of gratitude as well I think that's an amazing tool that your mom gave you so early on because yeah it is really easy to fall into the negativity and the complaining and I'm totally guilty of that especially right now yeah Um, yeah it's like junk food isn't it it's like an easy option you're just like oh just gonna complain about everything yeah no (laughs) that's make me feel better for like five minutes and then I'll feel shit again (laughs) yeah yeah no and sometimes you do just need to like complain and Mm. Yeah, I'm um, all for a vent. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be like <laughs> Pollyanna about stuff because complaining is super valid and venting is really valid. You have to get it out. I don't think it's healthy to just paste over the cracks, but I think it's all about the balance really, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's really good reminder to sort of think about even just the small things in your life that, mm. you know, that we really appreciate. Yeah. Do you have any um, gratitude practices nowadays? Yeah, I think lists are always my kind of go-to. I'm like a real fan of a list in every respect. Um, But I think just the act of sort of writing stuff down or like even mentally listing stuff out at the end of the day is like one of my kind of favorite tools to just really make me feel better. Anytime I've done that, it's been like... uh it really changes my lens on the world, Mm. I guess. Um, But I do find myself like kind of resistant to it at times. Like just anytime I have to like write stuff down, like I was super resistant to journaling. I was super resistant to writing Mm. positive affirmations and like writing gratitude lists. But Mm. um, anytime I've actually committed to it, it's, it's been totally life-changing. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. I'm kind of the same. I was never a fan of like, writing a diary or anything and the times that I did I'd read back on stuff and be like oh god I hate myself <laughs> I'm so cringy but um I think it's always like going to the gym in a way or like exercising because like you know that it's good for you 
and you know that it gets easier with time and just dedicating a certain amount of space or time to be grateful um, just gives it a bit more presence in your life. Totally. Yeah, it's a really great metaphor. And also, I think like when you write the list, if you like, like, oh, okay, I have to write this list, like, you yeah. know, I'm feeling kind of down. And then by the time you're done, it's like your mood has completely lifted. Yeah. Because um, you're really appreciative. Getting back to your journey, were there any like challenges you encountered on your journey that stick out to you? Um, I mean, my main challenge, I feel like, was financial. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I always hate like talking about money, but the re the reality is it's like such it's like you're working like you're earning money or you're not earning money or whatever so that was my biggest challenge I think to just ensure that I was um surviving I guess um through my work or whatever like I was always kind of mentally prepared to get another job to support what I did as a career but yeah I feel like maybe people don't talk about that as much or maybe I haven't heard or seen people talk about it as much um but I when I first started out um at university I struggled with money I had another job I tried to juggle stuff um in my kind of like freelance career I was like just taking on anything and everything just because I needed to like pay the rent so that was pretty stressful from like an early age um and I think it sort of affected my output as well because I would do work for clients that I maybe didn't like personally align with um, like stylistically and like in a general way. <laughs> and you just end up doing work because you knew you were going to get paid. Um, so I, I mean, reflecting back, I still understand, but I'm like, oh, I wish I, I don't know, done something a bit different because I just stressed myself out so much and just maybe took the joy out of what I was doing in lots of ways. I completely can relate. And I think that's a, a huge question for people who are sort of starting out as freelancers. It's like, how do I make enough money? Mm. Um, especially like being in London, it's pretty expensive. Place yeah, to live. it was wild. Yeah. I mean, when I was there in the beginning it was still sort of relatively cheap and then like all of a sudden it got super expensive um yeah but yeah you get by yeah it's the same same here <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course yeah. I mean you're in San Francisco right yeah I'm in San Francisco and it's just like rents have just feels like they've skyrocketed and yeah it's like an extra thing that you maybe don't need on top of everything else but um I think knowing how to work around that and hopefully succeed in the end is like really valuable but yeah starting out with that kind of extra stuff on top is pretty hardcore do you feel like in the beginning you were maybe charging less than you should have and and that changed or how did you sort of like figure out that piece mm, yeah I didn't really know what I was doing at all um to be honest I when I first went freelance I was represented by YCN uh, which stands for the Young yeah. Creator Network or Creative mm -hmm. Network. Um, sorry if I've got that wrong. Um, so they really helped in lots of respects with that and really kind of um, helped get me work and just were a real guiding light in knowing how to navigate charging 
things <laughs> because I had no idea. I think I had like a semi idea of um, commissioning because I've been commissioning illustrators and f- photographers through my job at Zip. But still, like, you don't really understand the grand scheme of things, how to charge per project for your own time and skill set and stuff. So they really, really helped me with that. That's huge because it's so confusing, especially Mm. in illustration, like with usage fees. and Yeah. Yeah. Still now I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I know I still struggle with it, too. Like, Yeah. You're like, yeah, I guess I'll just do it for whatever you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) And I think as time goes on, like, because in the beginning, I would just like accept whatever they threw out. Yeah. Because I was like, thank you so much for hiring me. Like, I hope I can pull this off. And now just like a lot more confident. And especially I have a lot less time. It's like, well, you know, I can't really do this if it doesn't add up. Um, Mm, Yeah. And you only know that through experience as well. And like, um, if you boil it down to how long something takes you, and then you go through um, the different experiences of changes and all that kind of jazz, it's um, interesting to know and figure out your own kind of worth in a way. Yeah. And yeah, it really just takes time and like experience, like you said. But yeah, that's so nice that you had that help from YCN as far as pricing goes. Yeah, they were really great. And now you have representation, right, um, in the UK and and Japan. It's like Agent Tokyo, right? Yeah, Agent Tokyo and uh, everyone in London. Awesome. How are you, like, how has that sort of helped your career? Or do you feel like you still do, like, a lot of the groundwork and finding clients? Or do Uh, they find a lot of clients for you? I think it's a mixed bag. Um, But you sort of need, I feel like I need um, that other approach to things as well, where I know both of um, my agents are working really hard to kind of put my work out there. And I I feel really grateful to be on a roster with other artists and illustrators that I really respect. So I think being put in that context for me made me feel really good about my own work as well I was like oh maybe like I'm doing okay um, yeah yeah like finding your universe maybe like yeah the universe exactly. you belong to yeah yeah so I mean it just helps me because I'm not super business-minded I'm not amazing at putting myself out there um and cold calling people or I don't know I just find that side of things super tricky um mm-hmm. so I'm really grateful that they can help with that and they support me with like um yeah fee kind of negotiation and all of that kind of stuff I'm not good at I feel like your work speaks for itself so I think it's like yeah just getting it in front of people is probably like so handy and then also the admin stuff um when you're a freelancer like there's just so much you know yeah it's it's probably really nice to have some of that taken off your plate yeah really Um, good and even things like schedules and stuff like I mm. my brain just shuts down if I look at an (laughs) excel spreadsheet it's like nope yeah I am like it is nice that you can sort of focus more on creating yeah and have the other stuff um you know not be taking up so much of your time what was the process like of finding an agent or did they find you or how did that come about I feel like I can't take all of the credit. Like one thing that I'm 
again super grateful for is um being in the environment of london at that point in time um was like a gold mine of people that really really helped me and it's like a community sort of spirit in a way maybe i didn't appreciate it as much as i do now at the time but um the people that i met were either doing amazing things or have gone on to do amazing things and so it was actually just through knowing people and being around and being introduced to the right people that i felt like that's how that stuff worked out um so yeah you can't i feel like yeah super grateful um i don't know if i would have had the career that i've had if i'd been somewhere else to be honest mm, yeah sort of like your graduating class almost of uh fellow uh creatives yeah yeah exactly that's amazing do you feel like the work that comes in through the agents like it fits you do you feel like you're sort of able to like evolve uh, your style and progress your work through the clients that come in through the agents or are you able mm. to sort of like tell them what you're looking for or how does that work I mean I think they they're just really lovely amazing people both of them so they know me quite well we've spent time together so Helen especially everyone will be like oh I've got this job in I'm not too sure if it's like your vibe but just wanted to run it past you um, and then sometimes I'll give it a go and then other times I can be like, oh, I don't really know if it's for me or I don't have time or whatever. And she's like really just understanding on that and it's like, yeah, I just wanted to tell you, like no pressure. Um, yeah. But I've had jobs that I, I guess, didn't necessarily think that I was going to mesh that well with um, and it's turned out really great or it's been really easy so I mean I try and take on things like on the most part that I um well these days kind of personally resonate with more yeah that's been my learning yeah yeah and do you feel like the personal you do sort of like feeds back into your client work or how does that relationship work yeah, I think that's a really important point. Um, there, there got to be, there was like a point in my career where I was sort of like really busy, but I wasn't really making work that I necessarily enjoyed that much anymore. And it's almost like a tumble dryer situation where it's the same sock going round and round again. And like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would do one job and clients would be like, oh, could you just do something like that mm-hmm. again? Mm-hmm. And it really, I don't know, I just lost my sense of self in that um I was like oh god I'm sort of like a parody of my own person in a way and parody of my own work um so I think taking a step back from that and um making more personal work and I think experimenting with like more animation and stuff like using a different medium really sort of refreshed my brain and my like perspective with that as well but actually like um to your point before, um, I had a project come in and it was an animation project and I was like, oh God, I don't really know how to do that. And I just sort of quickly tried to figure it out through like YouTube tutorials. And that for me was like almost a breakthrough um, in my brain. I felt like a sense of accomplishment. I'd learned something and it sort of like visually worked as well. Maybe you wouldn't have 
been the best like most finessed amazing skill skilled output but um it just felt like I'd gotten over some kind of like I'd gotten to the next level or something yeah no I like I'm just already like feeling (laughs) like feeling what you're feeling in that moment because I love your animation work and um I can I can like I've done like a little tiny bit of animating and I feel like if I can figure that piece out I can can add like a whole other dimension to my work yeah exactly like I see that in yours and like I can already feel like how that breakthrough would feel because yeah um you know I was looking at your website and I love how you animated like the Tame Impala poster with like the windows kind of sliding down, like just every, the way you use your animations are really cool in like unexpected ways. And I feel like it really, yeah, it really like enhances your work. And speaking of that, like, I love the Tame Impala posters you did. I love the Courtney Barnett posters you did. And I love both of those bands. Um, How did you get work like that to, to someone who maybe wants to pursue that pathway? Yeah, um, thank you so much. Um, I also love both of them as well and like honestly it's one of those things like if I could go back in time and tell like younger me that I would get work like that I'd be over the moon again gratitude but um, it was one of those things where I feel like maybe that was like down to spending time in Australia perhaps I'm not too sure I didn't actually ask how um, they found me but independently um each of their management reached out and I guess it was kind of through friends of friends that's what in my mind I figured it out to be but it was like both super fast turnarounds um and the Courtney Barnett poster was going to be screen printed and it was um limited edition for a show that she was doing in what I say Washington I might be wrong um shows how good my memory is um so figuring that out from like my usual kind of approach of like making everything super colorful I was kind of limited to two colors so that was like a nice extra challenge and I was like just hyped on making work for such an amazing artist and then Tame Impala came about like weirdly I was in LA working at the time and um their management reached out and said that they needed something like I think it was like a couple of days or over a weekend or something um and I was like yes I'll do it right now please like I was like so (laughs) worried that my email back would go into spam I like text the Mm. guy being like please so yeah that worked out really nicely I was like so stoked yeah and I feel like the Tame Impala one is a huge thing because like yeah they just come out or he had just come out with like the slow rush so there's like this huge anticipation around it Mm. and then you're tasked with doing the posters for the tour and that's such a huge (laughs) ask it was so wild to know that it was in such a short timeline is like just hit the ground running and yeah I sort of prefer a fast timeline if I'm honest I kind Mm. of would rather just get it done and rather than labor over something for too long and overthink it yeah overthink it yeah you were like the perfect person for that I feel like your work really complimented the album oh that's so Um, kind of you I mean I'm such a huge fan of um Neil I'm gonna miss yeah (laughs) yeah so incredible like he's been a huge inspiration to me over the years as well 
And it was funny because like, I think the album got announced that morning and I saw the artwork and I was like, oh, wow, it's like so cool. Like what a dream client. And then I got that email that afternoon. I was like, what is life? Uh, <laughs> the universe. Yeah, it's yeah, so you mental. Were like, yeah. Um, you were like tapping into something. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think that that is the way these things work, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then when you got that job, was there anything that was like, we need it to look like this or we need to have these elements in it? Or was it like, just make something, we trust you? It was... Um, Definitely supposed to be uh, inspired by the album cover, um, which made sense to me completely. So using those elements of like the sand and the window um, and the colours. So that felt pretty easy. Like it was a really beautiful image to take inspiration from. So, yeah. Yeah, you did a great job because honestly, like that's such a hard job, I think. Like you see the artwork and it's Tam and Paula and they're like, <laughs> thank you make so something. much. I mean, um, like, I'm not yeah. going to say I wasn't overwhelmed because I was, I was like, oh my God, I don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? You just have to go for it, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, they reached out to you because, you know, they like, they saw, you know, they liked what they saw. So I mean, that in itself, like literally blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it makes so much sense though. And yeah, I don't know. There's just like, I'm not sure how you describe your style, but it has like a, um, like a new age mm. kind of feel to it that I, I love. I just love it so much. It's sort of an update on those themes and symbols. Thank um, you. You do too. Yeah. I think we've got that in common, like you said. Yeah, I think we're on the same sort of like vibe. half vibe. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it is but we're sort of like translating it slightly different but we're definitely writing like the same yeah I mean or... it's always that kind of um angle of things has always been like a huge um aspect to my life again like my mum was super into that whole thing like she was a Reiki master and kind of um showed me be here now for the first time when I was like super young and like that was a real kind of focus in our house and upbringing um that's incredible like I feel like um your mom was a huge influence on you just through the like the what you're saying now and um knowing your work like the collage aspect and the themes you're exploring and the gratitude and like the the tools and the love and support she gave you like it's just so apparent in who you are and what you're doing yeah I think so too I think um maybe I didn't realize it when I was starting out but I mean most artists translate what they've grown up with or their experiences through their through the lens of their work so yeah it's like um, the number one I guess for me number one sort of inspiration a yeah. mixed bag, mixed new age bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, I mean, I personally, maybe because I'm also exploring these themes, but I think it's really important right now. Like there's a lot of confusion in the world and where, you know, where's the leadership and where are we going? And mm. I think for me, I think the answer lies within us individually. I completely and, agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's like, how can we sort of because I don't know, I feel like new age gets a bad rap, right? It and totally so, like, does, yeah. <laughs> so how can we kind of make it palatable to our generation? And, yeah. Um, 
yeah and it's just i don't know it's, it's just like really fun the symbolism is really fun to play yeah with. i think it's changing yeah. i think um there's a real sort of awakening and a new uh perspective of thought as well that's emerging at the moment which totally. i'm super excited about and it's becoming a bit more accessible and less like crusty for one of a better word in a way um yeah yeah there's less of those connotations um but it's funny because I think a lot of the aesthetic of like the 90s version of new age is getting almost repurposed like I do it in my own work um but repurposed in a sort of like cool way now yeah where like the um you know how like bell bottoms will like come back in style in 20 (laughs) it's like new age the sort of 90s new age is coming back and I think it's um it is filling that void of the void there's like a there is a void Mm. yeah yeah there's yeah people are looking for something to hold on to Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I think so too and I think um without a structure like you're natural human brain is going to look for something like some kind of guidance or perspective or answers or something to feel like hopeful to look towards totally yeah that really does feel like at the collective level kind of what's happening and it is exciting that we have you know this sort of uh knowledge from past generations and past Mm. decades to sort of explore again yeah definitely it's sort of like I guess the buzzword now is like mindfulness. Yeah, and that goes along with gratitude as well. I think mm. you know, all these tools really help. Getting back to uh, the career side of things, like as an art director, is there any like tips or tricks you would want to tell other freelancers, like from the perspective of an art director? Like, is there anything you've learned um, that's, that might be helpful advice? Yeah, I think um, just be true to your vision. I know, like, especially if you're a freelance art director, you're often um, interpreting a client's sort of view or a, a, a whether it be a brand or a musician. Or, But I think it's important to consistently keep your vision as part of that as well and just I think confidence is so key as well. It's like, I think looking back, I wasn't as confident as maybe I should have been with certain things. And um, yeah, I just wish I had been. So I think, yeah, confidence in your own vision and your own kind of like approach without being cocky, obviously. But um, it's like you can still translate someone else's um approach or idea but the reason that they asked you is because they respect what you do and just don't get lost in that I think yeah that's good advice yeah I, I don't know having... is it I, I feel yeah, like no, yeah <laughs> if I thought about it more maybe I would have more tips but um that's the first one off the top of my head I think like that was the biggest learning for me I think that's really useful because I think it like especially early on in your career you really want to like fit in and sometimes your work reflects the trend and not Mm. necessarily something from within you yeah I think art direction as well like especially when you're on the day on a shoot it's quite easy to feel like intimidated or caught up with what's going on at the time um and I think like 
to my own detriment, I'm naturally like a people pleaser. So mm-hmm. I think there were times where I like stomped on my own um, vision or whatever, just to kind of like not rock the boat. Um, but I think over time and having experience to kind of communicate my ideas without being like, no, I want it this way. Or like, it's not an emotional thing. It's like your work. So I think just being able to communicate clearly what you think is the right way forward is like super valuable. Yeah. And have you ever experienced this where like maybe you compromise your vision and then it Loads. does it doesn't turn out as well. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't turn out as well. And then you like learn the lesson that, you know, um, Absolutely. if you yeah. had really pursued your vision, it would have turned out better and people would have actually been happier. And yeah. Um, yeah totally I mean I'm still of the mindset of like I would want to be an art director not like a dictator micromanager um so it's finding that balance of like making everyone who's involved feel like they have a place but just steering the ship in the right direction and just making sure you don't go off too off track I guess um but yeah there's definitely been projects where I've not spoken up or I've tried to speak up and maybe not been listened to and then I've just given up rather than like really pushing it that's like such a great growth opportunity I feel like oh um... my god yeah it's horrible <laughs> at the time but like in the grand scheme of things um it's yeah. super valuable again like going to the gym like it's painful when your uh, muscles are growing and tearing in a way and like maybe it's your ego tearing or um growing or being dismantled and like your confidence growing I don't know I'm probably explaining that badly but no I get it I think yeah it's like tough at the time like there were times where I was like oh I just need to get a job where I don't care as much but um I don't know that it's just would never be the way for me I think I just need to just toughen up a bit yeah I feel like uh there's this quote by Carl Jung and he's like what um, what you resist persists yeah so like yeah it's like you kind of just have to like lean into it and just like go like just kind of like solve the problem in front of you yeah conquer um, it yeah because if you sort of back away and just take on jobs that are easier and don't challenge you then mm. you're just gonna every time you you want to grow you're just going to keep encountering this problem over and over again and or you don't grow which is even worse right? yeah totally so yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, growth is painful, but like um, feels good. Ultimately rewarding. Of, yeah. Yeah. You get closer to yourself, I think. And then what is it like inspiring you at the moment? You said you have a show coming up. Like, is there a theme that you're exploring? Yeah. Um, I mean, a common theme in my work is sort of like uh, on the new age side of things. <laughs> So kind of like um, quantum physics and like um, tuning into that kind of higher realm of things and meditation and brain waves and all that good stuff. Yeah, I love it. Like uh, just personally, I want to like, are you, um, where are you encountering these ideas? Like, are you reading books or is it just sort of all all over the place? Um, Is there anything that is really inspiring you right now? Yeah, I mean, reading books, I also like watch a lot of um, YouTube videos of 
kind of the self-help kind of realm of things it's like mm. transcendental self-help if that is even a thing mm-hmm. but um yeah I, I get the bus to work to my like work work um for like an hour every morning and I watch these YouTube videos of, like Eckhart Tolle and um Duncan Trussell and that whole kind of um approach to things um nice I'm always like super paranoid that my like AirPods will cut out and then it will start like playing and everyone will be like, you're exposed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know that fear. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> Not that it's anything to be ashamed of. Like I honestly, like <laughs> if I saw anyone else watching or listening to this stuff, I'd be like, oh, a kindred spirit. Um, but yeah. I don't know, I think there's like, it's like you were saying there's a connotation with that approach to things it's almost like oh do people think I'm damaged because I'm looking for like a way of thinking about things differently rather than the norm yeah and self-help has such a negative connotation and yeah uh like I just remember watching like shows in the 90s and they would make fun of like positive affirmations so like when I was a kid it was like something you made fun of with soy milk and like all that like (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no and it's like admitting that like I'm actually super into that is like kind of hard for me me too yeah well I'm doing it now but I mean yeah let's just shout from the rooftops (laughs) (laughs) maybe there'll be someone listening that feels like more okay about being into this stuff yeah yeah it's wild I actually um I had this interview for university before I got into um LCP and it was going really well and they kind of liked my portfolio and work and stuff and they were like oh so what are you reading now and I was like oh like Deepak Chopra and it was like boom shut down like the oh end. no <laughs> yeah yeah that's so hard finding those kindred spirits that mm. like you know are also into it yeah. yeah it takes different um different perspectives though doesn't it yeah, yeah. And I think you just sort of like following these interests, like, you know, you're healing people. And the wonderful thing about Instagram is like people can find you and tune into your channel. Yeah, that's I really appreciate nice. what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I think like, as I've gotten more um, confident in my approach, it's like a bit uh, stupid to negate what my influences are. It almost feels like fraudulent to be like, oh, no, I'm just into plants and rainbows it's like (laughs) it's too dimensional in that respect if you don't go a bit deeper Mm -hmm. yeah no I completely agree I mean if people are going to make fun of me then whatever yeah because there are you know there are people out there who really it'll resonate with them and and they'll be able to connect with you more when you say that too so just let gotta let those other people go I guess right yeah exactly (laughs) um (laughs) And then do you have any like books or podcasts or anything that you would recommend to listeners? Um, I do. I'm so like bad at remembering things. I almost feel like maybe <laughs> I should just write a list afterwards and we can post it. Um, yeah, yeah. I can add that to the show notes. So I'll probably sure. like mispronounce someone's name or like say oh it God, wrong. Yeah. yeah, classic. Yeah, when you read something over and over and it, you say it in your head and then when you actually try to say it verbally. Yeah, you're like, like blah, blah, blah. To disconnect. <laughs> Yeah, right. That doesn't sound right. It's completely uh, incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, let me know and then I can add that to the show notes. And then, um, yeah, I I want to be respectful of your time, but I just have one more question for you. Like, 
so you have an exhibition coming up, but what else is up next for you? Like, where do you kind of see yourself in the next year or two? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's such a hard question anyway. Yeah. And like now I'm like, oh God, I double don't know. Um, yeah. Everything feels very like up in the air for, I guess, everyone at the moment. Totally. But yeah, like I said, I've got um, a full-time job. Um, so I'm just trying to balance um like daytime me and like extracurricular me so I mean yeah the common pursuit I guess is just to be happy and balanced mm, that's wonderful uh, pretty like, abstract for sure. <laughs> I don't no, have like I'm... a five-year plan <laughs> just like keep following a feeling yeah I think so good. I think like everything mm-hmm. hopefully will just get a bit better everything has to get better Yeah, I think with your gratitude practice and like your positive outlook. And honestly, I really think um, like by putting stuff out to the world, that is your expression and and healing other people, getting that to flow through you really helps in these times. Mm. And yeah, well, I'm excited to see, you know, what's down the pike for you. And I'm excited to see this exhibition that you're working on. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on and this was a wonderful conversation. Uh, it's honestly like filled my heart with joy. It's been great talking <laughs> to you. So Yay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you take care of yourself, okay? And you let's too. Talk soon. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Chrissy as much as I did. To find out more about Chrissy, you can follow her on Instagram at Chrissy Abbott or find her online at chrissyabbott.com. Also, be sure to check the show notes for a list of inspiring and mind-expanding videos she recommends watching. To stay up to date on all things The Friendly Unknown, follow me on Instagram at alisonfelice, or visit thefriendlyunknown.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider leaving a rating or review. This helps people find us, or share an episode with a friend you think might enjoy it. I'll be back in two weeks with the next episode. Until then, make sure to practice that gratitude and take good care of yourselves.